to be a mindful founder, you need to have those those simple pleasures, those simple moments in your week and, and schedule that in if, you, if need be until it becomes habitual. Therapy is only something you approach when you have something wrong. It's like it's also something you approach when you have things going right. It's like it's just a channel to to offload thoughts in a in an objective and constructive way. Welcome to the Mindful Founder Podcast, the podcast that inspires founders and creators to build with purpose. Every week, I sit down with high performers in tech and sports to hear their real human stories. We get a bit vulnerable here. I think it's easy to talk about winning or hustling or announcing a big win on LinkedIn, but we're here for the real stories. It can be a lonely journey, and we're here to learn about the tools and frameworks that we can use to help build a healthier mind in today's world. I'm super excited to have my guest here today and longtime friend, Jason Harrington from Gravity. Welcome to the show, Jay. Thanks for having me, Nolsey. It's uh, good to be here. I think we, we kind of do this every week, every Monday. We basically have what started out as a morning coffee turned into basically a founder's therapy session. So we thought, uh, why not record it? And we can, <laughs> we can use it as our weekly therapy session. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, they've been super helpful. It's nice to grab a coffee and, and talk through some stuff every Monday. So <laughs> let's give it a go. I want to get into your story. I think um, you can chat about Gravity, your most recent... Um, sort of startup that you that you're working on now, um, based out of Toronto. I know you're flying out this week, Sunday, actually, to go to Toronto to a big conference there. But I think it'd be quite cool just to share a little bit of your of your story um, and and where you have now with Gravity, because you know, from my perspective as as one of your sort of good friends, there'll be times where I'll lie awake at night and think starting a social media platform that is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the in the crypto space i mean those are t- two of the hardest kind of kind of industries in the in, in the tech space um you know what 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 has that journey been like and kind of how how did you actually lead towards starting starting gravity yeah it's, uh, it was an interesting um interesting start because I think, you know, nine times out of 10, when you're talking to someone, there was this sort of lightning bolt moment that hit them at, you know, two in the morning, they made the notes on their phone and, and, and so the business started. Um, in our case, it was really a business, I think, that was built on principles. Um, and, and so I met um, my partner, our CEO, Jerry, um, at a conference in, in London uh, through a mutual friend of ours a couple of years back in 2019. Um, Jerry at the time was working at a sort of crypto custodian platform. I was working at Spotify um, and the two of us just kind of hit it off um, as, as a friendship, but more so, um, I guess, in the interest of empowering people through technology. And um, yeah, so we kind of kept in contact for a couple of months and started like really exploring a couple of different things. And um, this was just the one thing that really just stuck is that we really feel like these massive social platforms are hoarding profits and exploiting people. 
and it's just not okay. Like, and so we just thought, you know, as technology is moving forward and things are moving from the 2D version of social um, as we know it into like, you know, the whole metaverse space and all these kind of things, like what is going to happen if companies keep doing that? Um, and so we kind of founded Gravity in January of 2020 um, to really just completely be the opposite of that and be the platform that empowers people and, and shares um, our success with, with the community. So you're at a conference and you meet this guy that you've never met. I mean, you out of anyone that I've ever met have this like, ability to connect with people. And I think like after five minutes, they feel like they've known Jay for five years. <laughs> how do you like, how does it go from there? How do you meet some guy in London, probably after one or two beers? And like, did you just start chatting about like startup ideas? Was it like, did you just connect on like, like how did it kind of go from there? Yeah, I think, well, we did have a mutual friend. So I think there was like, there, there definitely was that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was actually, it was a crazy story because we had kind of met before a uh, little bit on, on video calls and stuff, but never really in person. And when we kind of just started chatting, it really was that. We met over over dinner um, and just things just kind of, I don't know, it just kind of happened very naturally. It, it wasn't, um, yeah, him and I, I think we just, we really share the same views on, on things. And um, even though we kind of, you know, um, a decade apart from each other, um, we have completely you know different perspectives on things but but very much the same way of thinking towards towards different things and so i don't know it was just kind of this like natural bromance that, that formed in the beginning <laughs> that i think that we could you know uh, tackle this thing together and uh yeah i think the other side of it was just both of us i think are as you mentioned in the beginning like taking on the industry that we're going into is a there's a high barrier for entry it's a big it's a big market um but i think you know both of us have the ambition to take that on as well and that was that was definitely another part of it do you think you've always had this kind of open mind like you you go into social interactions and you know i mean at the time i think you were i mean i think i'm not sure at the time if you were still but you were kind of you know in in the corporate space if i can call it that you know you were you were mm. crushing it at your at your job you were selling big accounts for spotify this like massive global brand um you know you knew that you always i think you know, you, you always wanted to, to, to try and go your own route, but like, how do you, how do you like have that open mind to, and, and willingness to, because I think most people would, first of all, they wouldn't have booked the plane ticket to London um, to, to meet someone that they've never met, to go to a conference <laughs> that they knew nothing about. Like, have you always had that kind of open, open mind? And um, yeah, I would just like to, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think the short answer is definitely. I've kind of always lived my life like that, that um, I don't think there's like one way of doing something. And, you know, when you, <clears throat> I just, I kind of, I've just always been like that, just kind of taking things and, and the opportunities as they come. And I always believe in like chance meetings and stuff. You never know uh, who you're having dinner with or whatever. And I don't know, just it, it kind of is just my natural way of doing things. I mean, at the moment, even just to give you an idea, I I have given up like my place, my my car, my everything, and I live completely nomadically because of that. I love to be able to like be, um, you know, I've designed my life to basically fit into three suitcases so that I can be anywhere at any time. <laughs> and I know that that's a crazy way to live, but um, you know, it's 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 really that's just I guess a big part of who I am. But yeah, I think it's 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 
just being being open-minded towards that um you know different people have different experiences that can teach you different things and um and so along that that journey you kind of just open to different people's perspectives and through that things just sort of have have um have happened the way that they they feel natural to have happened i think one of the things that you don't realize when you first start a company is that absolutely no one knows what you're doing or why you're doing why you're doing it and like most people even your closest friends your family they there's a small part of them that they want to support you because they have that like they have that deep belief in you Mm -hmm. but they're also like is he a lunatic you know like (laughs) what what is he doing like always he's on his laptop all the time he's talking about tokenization whatever it is like there's this part of you know maybe you don't realize and as you you know first you know become a founder or a creator or you're going on your own endeavor it's it can become quite quite lonely and isolating not in the sense that you're not just working in a big corporate office with 300 people that you're connecting with every day it's your deepest and closest relationships can sometimes Mm -hmm. struggle to understand like what you what you're actually doing and you know, have you, have you felt that it can be quite, quite isolating and, you know, you kind of have to have a very strong belief system um, or, or have you kind of had a lot of support from, from friends and family? Well, I'm, I can be honest and say I have had a lot of sort of support and, from friends and family. Do people think I'm a lunatic? Probably. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it is crazy, I think, especially now that we've sort of really embraced and, and moved into the metaverse space. It's become, <laughs> I'm still not sure that my parents even know what I do for a living. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. I mean, I, for the most part, though, you know, them and all my friends have been really supportive of what we're doing. I think, um, it, but with that being said, 100% there's been a lot of sort of, isolated moments especially during you know not to bring up the whole covid pandemic but really it was a massive part of it i think during that time particularly um you know going from a time where you are around uh friends family people um you know offices energy all the time to going into a space where you're having to a lot of the time pull that motivation from yourself and you're working in a room especially me as a people's person who feeds off the energy of other people it's very difficult to sort of have that um when you are so isolated sometimes that said though i think the other part of it is just having a great support system even within the business i think jerry and i lean on each other a lot um in terms of pulling each other through difficult times they've been for sure difficult times during this um you know during starting everything moments where um yeah there's been so many moments where i think like especially on my side at least like i can say um there's been moments where i think jerry's pulled me through them and my friends and family have pulled me through those moments um as well so yeah 100 percent those moments exist um and and yeah i've just been i have been lucky that i have the support system and, and structure to be able to you know just talk to people about the, all the craziness that that goes on uh, day to day and there's kind of two sides to it because on the one side you know maybe friends and family don't quite understand you know what what you're doing what you're trying to achieve especially in the early stage you don't have a product um you know you sacrificing so much you don't have a salary you you know maybe you're selling off a car oh, because you pay for like a, a big software subscription um but on the other side of it you you have these often like it's it's one or two people that you 
you're almost going into battle with and you form mm. these like I mean even if you've only just met them and you haven't worked together you form these like really deep bonds because when you're like sitting together and it's 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 late at night and you're working through like problems and you have the shared belief and, and vision for this product um you know you also you also get to have this kind of like deep connection and i think that's why it's so important to have like someone like i have big respect for like solo entrepreneurs um solo mm. creators As because well. it's those yeah. it's those moments it's you know you you've you've just launched you know you've got 10,000 signups your conversion rates at like 1% and your retention is like plummeting day by day and mm. you've put so much into it and then you know you, you kind of need someone to like bounce off and like be that support system and know that you you're in it together like you're trying to so much about like starting a company is is like this positive momentum like every single day you know you're solving problems but like the moment you feel like you you lose that momentum you start to like maybe feel a bit stagnant and then you like i don't know if you've experienced this but you you can almost like have this overwhelming like sensation of like numbness where like something really good can happen and you like don't really feel yeah. any certain way about it and then something like really bad could happen and then you also feel numb because like so many things happen in the founder journey that like you know without that like positive momentum and like a support system around you 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 can get into this like patch of numbness i'm not sure if you've like ever ever experienced yeah. that I, de I definitely have experienced that, particularly around um, a point in 2021, I remember, where you know, we made quite a substantial like pivot in the business and we kind of moved in a different direction. I think at that time, I was, I, I think of it very much as like a sort of your energy source as well. I mean, you have only so much energy in a day that you can give to different things. And when you're pouring so much of something into something, when, you know, um, other things happen around it, it, it's very, it can be that. It can be a little bit numbing um, in a way. And I think that that's just something you start learning along the journey is like how to balance that and to start enjoying moments as they are. Because I definitely remember like around that time, you know, going out and doing normal things like with friends or with family or with, um, whatever. And in moments like that, sometimes just feeling not very present because you're like, and, and being numb to things around you. So for sure that happens. And I think that that's something that I've at least been personally working on in my, in my, in my own journey of figuring that side of things out and, and being able to like detach from things at certain moments so that I can, you know, feel present and, and allow myself to feel different things. Because I think it's important that we don't become, you know, so numb towards everything and so objective towards everything. Um, so, so yeah, that's definitely been, um, you know, something I've definitely felt in, in the journey so far, particularly as I say around that sort of really pivotal moment where you where you're in it and, and um trying to figure things out. And I think it's that it's that off switch. Like for me personally, the work itself inherently isn't isn't stressful because like you you you're building something and every day you're seeing it grow and yeah. you know that there's gonna be there's going to be like bumps in the road. There's going to be fuck ups and, yeah. you know, but you're excited to almost help fix them and solve them. And like, that's mm. the journey that you've taken. But so it's not necessarily like the day to day work. It's, it's that off switch. It's knowing that like, you're always thinking about it. You know, you, yeah. 
100%. You're walking down. To, you're walking down to get a coffee. You're evaluating. Like you almost have like these three, three different things that you're evaluating at the same time. You had a dinner party. You know, someone's telling you about, you know, something that like you, you're listening and you're engaging. But you know, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, shit. Okay, well, what if we what if we change this? Or like, I need to I need to get back and send that client invoice. Um, and I think that to me is like one of the, one of the hardest parts is that That's the hardest you know. Part. Yeah. You, you just it it completely consumes like your your energy and your source of like mental energy um yeah. and and the worst part is that like you can't be present when you're with your friends you're with your family you know you you go for a walk or you want to meet your mom for coffee and she's telling you about like something that your dog did and you like you're not really listening because you're thinking about you know you think about your business and it's but it's also not helping you because one, it's like you self-distancing yourself from relationships and you're not taking a mental break to gain that mental clarity from whatever problem you're trying to solve. Um, yeah. So it's, it's kind of not helping you in, in any way, but it's, it's still easier said than done. Like it's, it's just so hard to like try, try and switch off no, and not think about it all it the is. time. It's very difficult, especially because you know, when you, especially in the early stages of, of starting something, you are, it's, it's you and, and your partner or whatever in, in the trenches. And, you know, and there's, at times there's no one else there. It's, it's, the business continues only if you guys pour energy into it, you know, it's like, no one's going to do it for you. Yeah. They're not going to, yeah. You kind of sign it over to someone and be like, I'm sorry, it's late. We didn't get to do it. It's like, no, if you don't do it, or if you don't solve this problem, you have two weeks of cash left. This business doesn't exist in two weeks if you don't do it. Exactly. So yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was kind of getting to now is this this thing of being in a survival mode. And when you're in that survival mode, it's very difficult to switch off because you're constantly thinking about that. That you know that you have you know this runway ahead of you, and you wanting to maximize this runway as much as as possible. Um, and so you know in doing that, it is. Uh, that, as I say, is the difficult part of, of being able to switch off because, as you said, you, you know, you're grabbing your morning coffee, you're trying to have this mindful moment, and all you can think of is like, oh, I need to do this thing because it needs to happen before this time or, you know, something like that. Um, or we have this, you know, big pitch up coming, like, let me write a few thoughts down quickly so I don't forget them. And so, yeah, I think it's as, as I've kind of gone along this journey, only more recently in the last like two, three months, have I been able to really um, allow myself more of those um, moments to to detach and to switch off a little bit? Um, I think it's really important. Otherwise, what happens is you just get to a place um, where you're feeling a bit burnt out, and then often the energy you're pouring into it isn't actually the energy. If you you know you just took a day off and like gave yourself that break, it's amazing the amount of difference that that act actually makes. And so, yeah, I've tried to. Um, yeah, not fall too much into the like five day work week, but at the same time also kind of allow that construct to happen where, um, you know, on a Saturday, um, I like don't open my laptop and just like allow myself that off time to be with friends, to be family, to be present, um, you know, to open a book, to lie on my bed and enjoy the sun and, and reading in the afternoon, like all these like simple pleasures, because those are the things that I think you like, you kind of skip as a founder you, is and I think that's the most neat way of saying it. I think it's just often that during that, like you kind of, you're pocketing your information, your, your uh, headspace with just the business. And then when you're not on the business, you're with friends and family and that's it. And then it's kind of like 
you don't really have your own time. And so I think that the simple pleasures moments are, are so important to to continue through that that founder's journey and um, to maintain, I mean, the, the headline of this this podcast, The Mindful Founder. If you want to be a mindful founder, you need to have those those simple pleasures, those simple moments uh, in your week and, and schedule that in if, you, if need be until it becomes habitual. I think you've always been good at that. Like you, you know, when, you, when you're with your friends or when you're with your family, you've always been super present. Um, but yeah, that, that survival mode is, is probably, for me, it's the hardest part of having a company. Um, Big time. It's, it's like no matter who you are, it just completely consumes, as you say, like that mental energy and your mental capacity. Um, I wanted to ask, so I recently, for the first time in, in, in a long time, took, took a couple of days off, um, yeah. went out into the mountains, I left my laptop behind, the sweet bliss of the open road, um, getting out into nature, I guess. Yeah. Um, and when, when I came back, I, you know, we had, our, we had our weekly coffee and I said to you, taking time off is not worth it. And <laughs> the reason why I said that, like I know that's contentious and that sounds ridiculous, but here's my reasoning. Okay, so you take that time off. The first, the first day or night, you kind of just like, it's actually scary how much you'll kind of reach and like pat your leg to like see if your phone has a notification. Um, you know, you're still like almost switched on from work. You're still in like that problem solving mode. Then after the first night, you... Well, to, to actually decompress and just start to relax. Yeah, so that's a good way of putting it, like decompress. So like you can't go away for just one night or take one day off because I mean that whole first day is just decompressing essentially. <laughs> And then, you know, you're into day two, three, and you start to think to yourself like, oh, I should just, I should just leave the city and maybe just go live on a farm, I guess. Like I could do this. Like, I don't need to be <laughs> online 24 seven. I don't need to be on the internet. Like I could, I could see this life for me. And then, you know, you're like, okay, you start to get excited about getting back into the city. You know, we live in, in Cape Town. It's obviously beautiful. It's a, it's, it's an amazing lifestyle, but you know, you, you do need to get out of the city when you can. You get back into the city, um, you know, you've taken a few days off, you've had an amazing time, you're feeling, you are feeling good, like you're feeling refreshed. And then you come back on that Monday morning and there's hundreds of slacks, hundreds of emails, that piece of code and that API didn't work the one weekend that I took away and I just felt completely overwhelmed. And I was like, that, maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's the problem of this modern remote work life that we have is that when you take the time off, you release anxiety, but you almost then have like getting back into it anxiety because you like playing this catch up because there's so many modes of like communication. There's so much going on at all times. And I was like, for the first time in a while, I was completely overwhelmed because I took a break. Um, yeah. I don't know. It, it was just quite a quite a unique experience and quite eye-opening that yes there's four-day work weeks the companies are rolling out yes there's unlimited you know theoretically unlimited leave you know work on your own schedule if you work better in the morning or the evening but is that even realistic because i mean companies velocities are so high it's 24 7 it's always online 
like our, our employees actually not just feeling guilted into not taking leave because then they don't have to play catch up when they come back. Mm. Yeah, that's an interesting, it's an interesting thing to, to think about because yeah, definitely I hear you. I mean, when you come back, they, there are a lot of things and yeah, I don't have all the answers for it, but I think for myself, I, what I try to do now, as I, as I spoke about, I think is the, is the ability to like, um, to be attached and to be dis and detached like at the same time. And so when you're like away, being able to like really withdraw and enjoy that, but when you come back, be in it and enjoy that. Like, I, I don't know if that makes sense, even though it's overwhelming and, and it's things, you know, you have a fresh energy about it because you've had that like time to just disconnect. But yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it's not necessarily that you need to take, you know, two weeks off and <laughs> kind of just like forget about everything. I think it's learning a balance of that like, would be nice though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be nice to, yeah, just have, but, but it's, um, it's, yeah, I think it's just about like learning the balance, especially in this new world that we're living in, um, where it is 24 seven, um, and, and online all the time. Uh, it's, it's, it's difficult to, to navigate. And I think for a lot of people who've been working, um, is particularly the last two years remotely, um, have probably started to only now figure, figure that out. At least I feel like that for myself like when to be online, when to be offline, especially when you're working from home or from, you know, coffee shops or from, it's difficult to just, you know, flip your laptop lid down and, and, and stop like, <laughs> cause you know, there's so many things to keep going with. So yeah, I think it's definitely just a, a thing of learning balance um, and understanding that balance is important for, for where you're putting your energy into things as well. Uh, at least from my, my perspective. What does balance look like for you? I mean, it, it often seems that you work the same schedule as what I imagine an evil villain to work, like very late <laughs> at night, early mornings, probably like only sleeping, like long after the waking up long after the sun rises. Um, have you found like a kind of a remote work style and balance that that plays into your strengths? Yeah, I think that's kind of the best way of putting it is plays into your strengths, because I think balance is different for everyone. Um, you know, some people feel super energized in the morning and they're up at 5 a.m. and they're at gym and they by 6 o'clock they're at the coffee shop and pumping out emails and by 10 o'clock they're kind of actually done work for the day and then they a lot of people kind of just force the rest of it because but they've got through everything they needed to do or whatever it is. For myself, I found just naturally that I feel more energy sort of late afternoon to the early evening. Um, and so I kind of designed my work day around that. Usually my mornings are, are those pockets for myself where I'm, as you know, a massive and avid croissant lover. So most of my mornings are a walk with a croissant and a coffee. And my girlfriend and I like will chat and just have a, a moment where we are not like uh, surrounded by technology all the time. And it's, and it's not for, sometimes it's not for very long. It's just like, but that simple pleasure allows me to start the, my day in the way that I like it. And then, yeah, like through, throughout the day, I know that my energy levels are not like super high until maybe like, I don't know, even sometimes lunchtime. So the rest of that morning is spent doing a little bit more administrative stuff, you know, things that I don't need to like really think about so much. It's just kind of getting through them. And then when I, yeah, when I need to do something that requires like my 100% attention and creativity, it's usually done in the evenings because that's the time that I feel most inspired. For some reason, I think it's like, I enjoy that thing of like the world switched off and I'm switched on, I, I think uh, part of it. And then the other part is just natural energy. I think I, I'm just naturally like a bit more of a night person. So yeah, I think for me that balance is that it's, um, it's that 
and sometimes I fall into the trap as well. Like, let's not um, make it seem like I do that every time. Like, uh, there are often mornings where I get up and just start working. Like, and that's those are the times that where I feel burnt out after two weeks of doing that because it's like you you wake up in the morning and then you, you kind of just keep going and your your breaks if you want to call them that are ready just to have lunch or to go for a quick quick walk or whatever it is but I think it's very important to like find that those moments of um you know of of I guess peace in the morning where you're able to just like align your thoughts um relax grab your coffee enjoy your croissant and then start like you know <laughs> start getting into things as opposed to just like waking up, flipping open your laptop and going, because I think that there's a big difference in the way you set up your day doing that. I think I've always had this this problem with with like the way that we view balance and like what balance means, because mm. I just think it's like it's unrealistic. Like the the best moments of work in my life have come in like these often one or two super intense days of like whatever you want to call them, sprints or like. Oh, deep work or, or yeah. focus and like like Naval Ravikant has like a a really good analogy where he's like you actually want to work more like a lion than a sheep you know a lion will carefully plan like you know mm. and, and and go out for two three hours of intense hunting um, yeah. whether it's successful or not will come back and then you know sleep for the rest of the day rest up and then go back at it versus the sheep or the cow that's just constantly grazing all day um 12 14 hours a day and like a lot of my best work has come in those in those periods and i think you know if you're measuring balance by did like each day did i like drink enough water did i get that 30 minute walk or exercise or like then you're like juggling five different things that you're trying to balance and then if you don't do two of them you feel a bit guilty but i think like balance is more about like you got to expand the time horizon and just be like okay, I just want to make sure that when I, when I have time and like when, when I can, like I'm going to go for that walk and I'm going to like do those things, not because it's like some metric that I want to tick off or, you know, I want to get points on my Apple watch or whatever it is because you know that that's what recharges your battery. That's what gives you that energy. That's what gives you that enjoyment. Like if I'll go down to, there's this little, local italian deli in cape town called giovanni's and it's like it's almost like a little piece of italy in, in cape town because you go in there and like also the best chocolate croissants in cape town well yeah i mean oh, that, that's your number one reason of course i mean yeah, it's, it's, you, you'd go anywhere for a croissant but you know there's there's something about it where you walk in there it's a busy deli you know like there's old Italian guys that are like friendly, but also at the same time, like rude. And you're like, yes, that's yeah. what I want. Like when I want to sit down, have my coffee, I'll maybe listen to a podcast, read the newspaper, even though like who reads the newspaper, you know what I mean? But that 15 minutes before work mm. or before a meeting is like, that's so what recharges you. Definitely. I, I couldn't agree more with what you're saying. I mean, I know you're an avid fan of the, the Saunders swim, as we like to call it, but really just being able to like, even in the middle of the day, just like break, go for a swim in the ocean and clear your head. It's like so important. How many people can say that that's, you know, something they do instead of grabbing a lunch break where they're sitting outside, like just you, you're able to just like go and for an hour and, and switch off and enjoy the ocean and then continue. And you've got a fresh energy for the rest of the day because you feel refreshed. And so that's, it's those type of things that like, it's, I think, 
yeah, I mean, this is a whole different conversation as well, but like the whole nine to five lifestyle versus like, I think we've been conditioned to think like that, where it's like from this hour to this hour, it's like that's work. And then from five until like midnight is like chill, you know? And and I think in, in the conversation that we're having here, it's finding balance is, is what works for you. And if that means a two hour swim at one o'clock in the afternoon, because there's no point in you even doing work at one o'clock or forcing yourself to do it because it's just not your time where you feel like most energetic in the day or, and each day is so different as well. I mean, like, it's just so interesting that we used to like, or in, you know, previous generations used to like force that a bit where you wake up in the morning, you, you have to be at work at 8 a.m., you know, and you, and you're working and, and grafting away. Um, I mean, I grew up in, in Joburg, it's a seven, a seven thirty. Seven o'clock start yeah, was more realistic. If you started work at eight, you, uh, yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, I grew you're either a school teacher or, like, or <laughs> it was more like nine a.m. maybe. For, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. you just you're just happy if you had a job, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it's very interesting because I I definitely think that like you know every day is different. You wake up some days. I wake up and I am full of energy, and like some days I wake up and I struggle to get out of bed, and like some it's just depends and so like i just don't think we and, can approach and, and there's no like reason there's no point of like you waking up you're feeling a bit flat you're just feeling yeah you just feel different you like you know you 10 11 in the morning you can't shake it there's no point in trying to fight it as well like sometimes you just wake up you're not feeling on your game yeah 100 percent. and i think sometimes it's just like knowing to accept that and be like okay hey, i'm going yeah. to like focus on just giving myself and drawing more energy and then when you have it then you can do it and nine times out of ten the task that would have taken you four hours in in that time in that headspace will take you 30 minutes in a great headspace so like i know i think about that so much like how much time did did i spend thinking about the urgent thing that i need to do yeah. it ends up taking 12 minutes i thought about it for three and a half hours i kind of went to bed late because of it and I woke up, I had a coffee, I got it done. And then I'm like, oh, that wasn't so bad. It's exactly what happened to me last night. Um, you know, we have- a, Is that anxiety? Uh, Is that anxiety? Like thinking about Maybe. something yeah. more, than you, more than you should that you need to do in the future that's taking away and stealing your present time. Like I think, I think it, it can start to build as, as anxiety, like my- I mean, I mean, I go to go to therapy mm. once a week. I have my weekly session online, and you know, one of the biggest things that I've learned from my therapist is, she was just like, you have no flexibility in your mind, and I think it mm. comes down to like a lot of the core strengths of what make you a good founder, like that grittiness, that like chutzpah to, you know, be completely obsessed and hundred percent, and, you know, it also has a flip side where. I'll even bring that into my so-called mindfulness time as yeah. well. My so-called off time was being tracked like another metric where if I couldn't go out and do the 10K run, oh, well, what's the point? Like, what am I just going to go out for 15 minutes? And I think the biggest thing within therapy is that like that's and that and it comes back to the balance argument. Like if, if mm. the balance of your day today right now means that you can go out and you can do a 15 minute walk you know, you can quickly pop down and get a coffee and read two pages of your book. That's your balance. That's your time. Be flexible in your mind to still try and enjoy that. Like it doesn't have to be, 
you know, 100% all the time. 100%. I couldn't agree more. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm reading a book at the moment. I've been reading it for like almost a month. <laughs> and it's like, I used to be like, well, I'm not going to read unless I can do like a chapter a day or like a whatever. And now it's just like, well, I read when I can and I read when I want to. And like when I have the moments. But yeah, for sure. It's um, definitely that's that whole that whole balance argument. I mean, I had it last night, for example, um, we were submitting something and we have like a bit of a, a time crunch and a deadline to do that. Um, and last night I was like, okay, tonight's my night. I'm going to focus on it. I have energy. I'm doing it. And I just couldn't get into it. Like I just, I, no matter what I was doing, I felt like I'm just moving things around the screen and I'm not like doing things. And eventually after like an hour of doing that, I just thought, you know what? I put my laptop down. I went and had dinner. I like, um, I had a good sleep. I woke up this morning and now I've like already completed like the, you know, 30, 40% of that before this call. Like it's just, and honestly, I could have like, um, just continued throughout the night basically and finished it. And I would have done the exact same thing this morning in like, you know, an hour or whatever. So it's just, it really is that it's like just learning just to when to engage with something and when, and when to do to not. Obviously, within reason, there's obviously moments where like things do require you to like just submit things or to to do things, and that's when like that deadline pressure comes in. I think a lot of people that work in especially like creative industries where there are, you know, um, deadlines per se or something that you need to like submit by a certain time. There's there's that pressure, but um, but yeah, I think it's it's really is about just being able to enjoy those two pages. Of your book um, and not overthink it. I love that and it's almost like this learning to not framework. I think being a founder it's it's almost like learning learning what not to do and learning what you can ignore is almost mm. more important than learning what you should do or reading the latest TechCrunch article or you know these there's just like so much noise out there and you know learning to not fight yourself as well can can help like just decrease that pressure that you're putting on yourself that then leads to like escalated anxiety because like last night you say to yourself okay i'm not going to fight this um i know what i need to get done am i going to do it right now the best i can no but you know i'm going to accept that i'm not going to let it consume me and we'll get yeah. it done. Yeah, I w- exactly. I will get it done. It's just a matter of like when I'm doing it and how I'm doing it. And that matters often because now you pour in a fresh energy. You, you see the whole thing differently. Like you're not seeing it as like getting it done. You're seeing it like in a whole different way. You're seeing it in like, okay, wow, I got it. Let's, let's do this. Um, you know, it's different um, when you're just trying to like do it and or, or force something. Awesome. Um, cool. I thought to kind of wrap up, we could do some rapid fire questions. Um, yeah. So I'll kick it off. What would you say, um, and I'm putting you on the spot here, but what would you say is the most thoughtful thing that someone has, has done for you? Wow. <laughs> That's a big question. Um, you know, small act of kindness, something that... Yeah. You know, maybe changed or, or directed the course of, of something, um, you know, it can be as, as, as small as, you know, someone kind of supporting you when, when, when no one else was there. 
Yeah, I think, um, well, that is probably one that kind of came to mind, which just that it wasn't really one individual, but I think just in general, um, my friends and family, like during the times where I've been, you know, feeling like that, I've really been able to like pull me through that and, and keep my head straight on like certain things. I think I don't take stuff like that for granted. It's like a lot of people um, it's, don't have that support structure. So like being able to do that has um, has been really cool. And then another like, mo- you know, some subtle moments are just like when I'm busy and like I can't think of like all these things that someone takes care of something that I don't have to think of. Like those type of things also matter quite a bit to me. You have always been the master delegator of work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cool. Then what would you say, um, you know, you, you have a a high pressure lifestyle, you know, you work across different time zones. Um, you know, you, you're building quite a big team. Are there any kind of habits or frameworks or ways of thinking that you're currently using to, to kind of just help you, you know, clear the mind or build a, build a healthier, um, mindset uh, yes I think the two things that just jump out there are like pretty practical solutions but is therapy and meditation <laughs> um, I started to like get a bit more into meditation just so that I allow myself that space to like to to let my mind like do its thing and to like do you, almost, use, do you use an app like a guided meditation like a waking up uh, type not app or? no not, not normally I'm just kind of different YouTube like channels, different Spotify playlists. Um, yeah, so it's so different types of things there. I don't actually use a, an app to be honest, but but to be honest with you, like I find, um, yeah, it's, I, I, I see it as like, you know, we need to exercise our bodies to keep our body healthy and we need to meditate to keep our minds healthy. It's like, and that meditation, I think I also had like a whole warped perception of that in the beginning that it was like this weird thing that you have to like sit Quite down. scary. And yeah, it's kind of like intimidating. Like, you know, there's yeah, music I'm, that you, it makes you feel about uncomfortable. There's like, you know, chime bells. There's, if there's yeah, mantras like, and yeah, chants. You like, you like, am I joining a cult? Is it yeah. something that's, yeah, it can be quite It's very strange until, yeah, until you get into it and understand it, like, and what its value that it does. Like, when you understand the value of it and feel the value of it, I think you start to understand, like, why it's cool and why it's important, even for like a 10 minute, like, Thing every week it doesn't have to be like you know again talking to our balance it doesn't have to feel forced that you have to do five minutes of meditation every day like it's just when it happens anyway so that's that was one of them and the other thing was like um i mean it's a bit of a product plug but like with with ollie like i use i mean i use you guys product um is therapy like it's been helpful to just not see also that therapy is only something you approach when you have something wrong it's like it's also something you approach when you have things going right it's like it's just a channel to to offload thoughts in a in an objective and constructive way um where you know you can see things in it and and be offered a different perspective on something and um you know back to like right in the beginning of a conversation talking about open-mindedness i think it's going into those sessions with like an open mind and being able to like hear some uh, an, an objective or you know perspective on something and those things like definitely um change the way that i like you know see certain things and um and create that mindfulness for myself i guess um yeah i love that i love that i think creating that mental mental fitness and that mental habit yeah can can really help you clear the clear the mind 
Yeah, definitely. And and the sim- and those again, you know, back to like those just those simple pleasures. It's like in enjoying a, a book and a coffee before you start working so that you're not at the coffee shop open with your laptop and having the coffee. It's like, okay, for the first five minutes, I'm just going to read my book with the coffee and then I'm going to start working. Like just that five minutes, it, it makes a huge difference in like how you um, start. I started doing this toxic habit like late last year where for some reason I would wake up and immediately open like my email app on mm. my phone and I would like immediately start to search for like emails that I could quickly respond to like while I was in bed. And oh, yeah. I mean, that just like it didn't feel bad at the time, but like over time, that's that's just like I just realized that that's the worst possible way you could start your day. Like yeah, you can't can wake up and, and immediately jump like you, you waking up and immediately plugging your brain into like this problem solving mode before Definitely. you've even like gotten a bit of sun on you you know, smelt a bit of fresh air, like you're basically starting to work before you even feel like human in the morning. Definitely. I, yeah, 100% fall into that trap sometimes as well. But yeah, some, we try to at least like at home, uh, have, you know, the first like 10, 15 minutes of the day with just like no phones, like, and just wake up and just wake oh. up, <laughs> just wake up. Um, if that means grabbing a coffee, if it means opening the door, just having some fresh air, having a quick like 10 minute chat about something just before you like pick up your phone. Because I think it was just, we've grown up like that. It's just, we grew up with phones and they an extension of our arms, basically. <laughs> like It's like, you feel like it's always at the end of your like arm and it's just crazy. Like you would need to, we have to have those moments, like of especially in the morning, because I really am a strong believer in like, I, I think we've spoken about it quite a bit here, but like how you set up your day and like, or just not even your day, but just how you set up everything. Like, and if your setup is wrong, like then everything's wrong. Like you can't get into something if you've set it up in the wrong way. And to me, that's what you're saying. And, and same for me, maybe not so much with email, but with other channels, like, like waking up and wanting to check those notifications, check like, you know, whatever I missed while I'm sleeping, like those kind of thing. And that, um, yeah, for sure. Especially when you're working like in multiple time zones. Like for me, I fall into that trap of like, I'm six hours ahead of something. So like there might've been a lot of things that happened while I was offline. Like, and I need to like see, is there anything urgent I need to take care of like right now? And so, but anyway, I just think it is really important to be like, that 15 minutes is not going to make a difference. Like no one's going to, nothing's going to happen if you don't attend to that 15 minutes data. Like, um, but that 15 minutes of setup is so important for you. Like, and I think that that's so important. Like it's such a different perspective on something. It's just understanding that like that 15 minutes that you think is like make or break is not going to do anything. Like (laughs) nothing's going to happen. That's like so different in that time. It's doing a lot worse for you then it's gonna there's no upside value in it it's quite interesting you know on on our mental health platform we have we have users around the world and they book with therapists and one of the most searched specializations right now is is screen addiction which is Mm. is super interesting and i think you know a lot of it is the way i like to think about it is it's almost like it's screen addiction but it's 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 screen escapism it's the feeling that like it's hard to escape 
being in front of your screens and like being yeah. online, I think is, is maybe a deeper seated root cause of what can be considered an addiction because it's, there's a reliance on it. Um, and there's like an urge to reach out and to always be connected. But yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's like a golden rule for me now. Like the first hour when I wake up, sun, um, I really find that like breath work, a minute of breath work is, is so helpful for me because I think I'm like very ADD. So like to sit in a room quiet by myself, an unguided meditation, I don't have something to like focus or fixate on where mm. breath work is like an activity. It's something I can focus the mind on the breath and I like, I can go through like a pattern and then all you need is like a minute or two or three and you mm. feel like amazing. Cause one, you're getting that like blood oxygen level up. Um, you, you feel like you're activating your body, but at the same time you then like, because you're focusing on your breath, you're not focusing on like, the email that you have to send or how you're going to yeah. start your day. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It's uh, really cool. important to, to create those things for yourself. Awesome. Well, this was fun, Jan. Yeah, thanks for... Yeah, thank you. Thanks, thanks for coming on and uh, thanks for thanks opening up and uh, having a slightly more public founder therapy session but we must definitely have you <laughs> no, it's good. I mean, have you back yeah, on it's... back on the pod maybe we can do a an all friends episode and we get one or two other of our, our friends yeah, that are also founders and we can we can open up yeah 100 i think that's i'll end on this note is like also just the support structure of our friends like having good friends that are doing similar things is like also really cool to have so because you, yeah like our monday sessions like um where we just chat life and work and whatever like it's just so cool to you don't feel you know going to the beginning of a conversation about isolation like you don't feel isolated you like you're crazy you're not alone in it like and that's why i like sessions like this because there's this narrative i think that especially over the last decade where like you're always showing your bet you're putting your best foot forward all the time like and especially the linkedin culture like you know it's every post everything is like all your successes, all the funding, all the like things, and no one's, and only, again, okay, I wouldn't say no one, recently people are opening up to like being more honest about what these journeys are, and like, and so, yeah, I, thanks for having me, I think it's been, a, it's cool to, to share that, um, you know, the experiences that are real, and like I said, I mean, it, it's all up and down, it's crazy, it's a, it's a roller coaster. it's fun and exciting at the same time, but it also comes with all of these other things and so i think it is it's really important to like highlight the good and the bad um of everything because there's pros and cons to everything in life and so um yeah it's been it's been cool to to figure this journey out at least with uh, our friends as well so um yeah thanks for having me on the pod awesome thanks chair we'll have you back soon cool good day awesome. Cheers, dude.